Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us, the editor of the Weekly Standard and newly minted tax and spend liberal, Bill Crystal. But before we get to your theories on high taxation, Bill, we've got to start with the Petraeus story that's ever-evolving. Does anyone in Washington keep their pants on anymore? I think is the question Americans want to answer. I, I don't know. It was extremely disappointing for those of us who've admired General Petraeus, and not just, obviously, for the infidelity and uh, the affair, but also for other things that may now... Well, it seems that there's been a lack of candor, of course, about it. Um, and we're going to see what, who knew what when in the Obama administration. And I just hope this doesn't become a sort of, you know, amusing or interesting or it's a sexual escapades kind of story. There really are serious foreign policy issues, serious foreign policy failures to discuss, especially Benghazi, which uh, unfortunately General Petraeus, you know, helped mislead the country about, or at least the CIA did. He didn't personally, perhaps, uh, two or three days after the event. And uh, I guess he did personally went up to the hill and talked about the video. Um, and I, I, that's very important to get to the bottom of that. What really happened there? What, what, what about the failure in Benghazi, the, the, the deaths of our men in Benghazi, and, and why the misleading of the country immediately afterwards? And do we still know what happened? And I, I suspect the answer is no. I think the uh, titillation aspect is the uh, double-edged sword here, because on the one hand, uh, it is uh, embarrassing to see the press chasing off after some emails and these two women thus far. But at the same time, it's the only way to attract them to the bigger story of Benghazi. It could be the case that a scandal that was going to be buried now won't be because of the largely irrelevant aspect of the personal lives of some people involved. That could be, or it could be that the press will sort of distract everyone into that story, and we won't uh, stay focused on finding out uh, why we had this fiasco in Benghazi and why we were misled about it by the Obama administration and why the Obama administration is now apparently going to nominate Susan Rice, the woman who went on national television as U.N. ambassador and misled the entire country as Secretary of State. If that happens, I really... I really hope no Republican senator votes to confirm her. I mean, it really would be a disgrace, in my opinion. But can she have those hearings to get approved without talking about Benghazi and how she can make such ridiculously untrue statements on television? No, which is why I'm sort of amazed that the president is seems to be, and we don't know for sure, seems to be determined to appoint her. I guess he just feels... He's got the whip hand on everything, and he's just going to run over the Republicans and put whoever he wants at every place. And that's a fight worth having. I'm a little, I'm less certain, as I said on television, I'm less certain that I, the Republicans can win the short-term tactical fight about sticking with the Bush tax rates as opposed to the giving Obama the, the hike he wants temporarily uh, for, for on, on millionaires. But um, I do think fighting on foreign policy is something where we really need to be serious about that. Uh, if the, because the story's gotten so complex and uh, new elements, particularly now that another general in Afghanistan is now involved, and we're getting uh, conflicting timelines across the board on what happened on September 11th, 2012, as you watch the story, Bill Crystal, what, is, what are one or two plot points or people or, or facts that you keep focusing in on to not get lost in the, uh, in, in the larger maze? Well, on Benghazi, the administration knew what had happened very quickly. Uh, we know that now quite certainly. Uh, well, certainly General Petraeus knew as head of CIA. Certainly the State Department, uh, Ms. Lamb knew. She was on the phone with the people there. Why were we misled? I think we can't get away from that fundamental fact. There was purposeful misleading of the American people uh, I, 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 with respect to what happened in Benghazi. I think for me, I suppose that's the most... That's the most important thing, and there are all the but the timelines of of sort of all, and then I guess in terms of General Petraeus, is it true that the White House just suddenly found out there's an FBI investigation that seems to ensnare the CIA director 
it doesn't go, no one in the White House gets a heads up. I find that utterly incredible. Also, and incidentally, I mean, inappropriate, if, if, if true. You know, really, the president isn't entitled to know that this is happening. Does the FBI director or the attorney general just decide, we'll just keep this to ourselves and not tell the president that his, one of the most senior members of his national security team, has been engaged in behavior that serious people at least worried could be not just inappropriate, but, but open up security problems. And indeed, we saw that this woman gave a speech on October 26th in which she discussed apparently based on conversations with General Petraeus, she discussed certain things that hadn't been publicly known about his conversations with the CIA station chief, I believe. So, you know, the idea that you wouldn't tell the White House or the president is itself kind of is unbelievable in the first instance, but also actually wrong. I mean, you need to tell the president this kind of thing. And, you know, one of the things that makes uh, Hollywood portrayals of Washington, Bill Crystal, so not, you know, hard to watch is that they're so nonsensical. If someone said, okay, here's the plot point. The head of the CIA is under investigation by the FBI, and he won't have to resign for it until the Thursday after the right. election, and then the president will make him wait until Friday afternoon for the news dump. Oh, and by the way, he couldn't possibly resign one week later, which would allow him to testify in the you know, hearings and then resign. That can't possibly happen. No one, people in Hollywood would throw that script out the window. I totally agree with you, and that's why I don't believe it. Maybe sometimes life imitates Hollywood, and just weird things happen in weird coincidental ways. And but and the other point to make about the testimony is to insist on his testimony, even if he's a private citizen. You don't get out of an obligation, uh, having held one of these jobs, in my opinion, to testify truthfully about what you did in that job because you happen to retire. I mean, it's very important to the country to know what happened. Mm -hmm. That's not a matter of personal, you know, let's expose Dave Petraeus or let's expose the deputy director of the CIA. It's a matter of discovering what happened and why we were misled, why what happened happened why a disaster for the U.S. happened in Benghazi, and why we're misled about it. So that's a matter of national responsibility. That's not a matter of being nice to one guy or you get to resign and therefore avoid it. If, if the Weekly Standard had a huge scandal, you know, under my uh, editorship, which I hope isn't happening <laughs> as we speak, and I say well, I'm resigning, well, it doesn't mean that I'm not accountable for the money that was spent right. or the people that were hired or whatever terrible things happened in the office right here. Believe me, I hope, I hope and trust none of these things is happening. But So you don't get, you don't evade responsibility by, by resigning. And by the way, just so everyone knows, Michael Graham is, in fact, the huge scandal that's happening. Yeah, well, that's, I, mean, I was that's alluding another, to that for exactly. our more intelligent But yeah, as we, you said earlier, Bill, uh, people wondered what happened. All across America, you could hear the gas of what happened as Bill Crystal called for Jimmy Carter-style tax and spend uh, policies. Now you want to be the uh, tax collector for the welfare state, Bill Crystal? I, I don't want to spend any more money. I want to spend a lot <laughs> less money, and I would like to reduce tax rates. But if someone can tell me exactly how the Republicans are going to win this showdown in terms of the temporary uh, tax rates on the wealthy, I, I mean, I hope they can win. Maybe I'm underestimating the, the fortitude of John Boehner and his merry band of House Republicans in light of the election returns. But I'm very dubious that they can hold this, uh, hold hold out on this for six, seven weeks, and I think they'll end up losing in a much, you know, more dramatic way, and in a way that will do more damage to Republicans um, than than uh, just giving in on this. He won the election. Look, in 2010, Republicans won the election, and Obama gave in and said, "Let's keep the Bush tax rates for two years." He won the elections this year. I personally think it would be prudent to let him have the little high tax hike on the on wealthy. I, I push it up to millionaires, not just 250,000. Right. All the people, and then let's get about serious tax reform. I totally am for that next year.
It's not going to happen in the next six weeks, the tax reform, though. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, During the debates, one of the favorite questions for the Republicans was, if someone offered you $100 in tax cuts, I mean, the spending cuts for $1 in taxes, would you take it? Let's let's get that offer on the table. Let's get President Obama to put his 100 to 1 or 50 to 1 or 20 to 1 and lock him into that and get the actual cuts. And then then we got a tax hike I can jump on board with. Well, that's, yeah, but that's, they're not going to get any cuts in the next uh, um, six weeks or seven weeks. And so, you know, and remember, if nothing happens, everyone's taxes go up, including the taxes on the wealthy. The default position isn't, let's keep the current tax code. I'm not saying, hey, we got a current tax code, and let's just raise taxes on the wealthy. No, the tax code on January 1st becomes the pre-Bush tax code with tax hikes on everyone. So the question is, can Republicans hold to the current tax code, prevent all those increases from going to effect? Uh, you know what? I hope they can. I hope I'm proven wrong, and I hope I'm on Fox on January 2nd saying, you know what? John Boehner and the Republicans had a stronger hand than I realized, and they played it well, and we have uh, preserved those t- 35% tax rates for, for all those millionaires. I mean, as a separate matter, I, it's not, if you ask me my priorities for the Republican Party, preserving right. 35% tax rates for multi-millionaires is not necessarily one of them, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with sure. it as a matter of economic policy. Here's my idea. We know who wants the tax hikes. We see them on TV all the time. We see their movies all the time. We hear them singing songs all the time. Right. I say a tax on CDs, DVDs, film, movie re- releases, and all income related to Hollywood. Why not a tax right there? Is a start well, with the people who want to pay, Bill Crystal. There was a tax, actually, a special tax that I think was put in World War II and didn't expire until the 50s. Uh, the tax, I think, movie theater receipts, and it was, in effect, kind of a tax on Hollywood. Sure. So, there you I don't go. know. They I, you, know you, you can do that. You can do that if you want. And uh, some Republican <laughs> wants to propose that and see if that can go through Congress. Uh, uh, good luck. But look, elections have consequences. Um, I think as a result of Obama's victory, uh, he ran on raising taxes. I think our taxes are likely to go up. I'm not happy about that. I think it's going to be bad for the economy. But he won the election, and in a way, I'd prefer to ha- let him take ownership of it, frankly. Let's test his policies, you know, and they're not going to work. And then we can go back to the country and say, okay, you made a foolish decision in 2012. Look what happened. Um, but maybe, you know, look, if the House Republicans can say we still, own, we still control the House and we can hold our members and we can beat back uh, Obama's offer, which is to keep taxes down for 98% of the people, but let them go up four percentage points for the top 2%, or I think it'll end up being the top 1% probably by the time this negotiation's through. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. If, Boehner, if they prove me wrong, if, if it turns out Republicans can hold the line on that, that's fine with me. I also think it's a little weird on the other, uh, truthfully, though, of all the other things Republicans are talking about adjusting and giving in on, this is the one that we're supposed to be so, <laughs> so hard over on, you know? <laughs> Well, millionaires have done their part. They've given lots of money to get President Obama reelected. And they so did, and they, the gave, they gave lots of money to Republican super PACs to defeat, and to the Romney campaign mm-hmm. to defeat President Obama, and that didn't work out too well either, right? I mean, they, they seem to have... Oh, God. <laughs> there is a problem. I mean, honestly, the, this is where I guess I'm, I'm probably motivated slightly just by annoyance at the donor class of the Republican Party, right. which I think has not been a force for good, which funded Mitt Romney to help him destroy all the other candidates right. in the primaries, uh, then threw all this money into super PACs, which was not exactly money well spent. And I, I have a slight feeling. This is not, this is not, this is not a, a legitimate feeling, and it should not drive public policy, but I have a slight feeling of, you know what, I mean, then the millionaires show up and say, hey, House Republicans, you guys, right. one thing you should hang tough on is don't let our things <laughs> Cave on immigration, cave on the social issues, right. don't worry about foreign policy, all that, throw everyone else under the bus, the social conservatives, the middle class guys out in Ohio, the soldiers and, and the Marines and all those guys, don't worry about them. But, you know, the one thing you're supposed to hang tough on is our tax rates. So. Anytime That's- I can get you to express that 
kind of vitriol and pettiness, Bill Crystal. I feel my job as your host of the, of the podcast is done. That is our weekly standard podcast. Check weeklystandard.com regularly for more podcasts. I am Michael Graham.